I'm not going to be long because Pastor Martin and Pastor Marie and the team is hungry. They want to cast out demons as even before the service, there was already demons that was manifesting in this building. We have seen some of our meetings when Prophet Leon was there in, in Cape Town. We had our first, in our first building. That people come to our church, they say they are prophetesses. You know, most Cape Town are full of the prophetesses. If you get offended, you buy a mic and you become a prophetess. And as that person walked into the building, as that lady with her whole entourage walked into the building, she fell to the ground and she slithered like a snake. I can tell you one thing, the devil knows our father, Prophet Leon. The devil is afraid of him. I've seen, and Marco has seen with me, when we do deliverance on people, they will ask me, who's this Leon man that I see behind you? I say, I'm a man under authority and a man over authority. So I want to take this time and I just want to honor Prophet Leon and Prophetess, my spiritual father and mother. It is an honor to be here tonight. For me, it's an honor that God will lose the least to bring the glory to Him. But Pastor Martin didn't say that now is, Prophet Leon, the time that I were not full-time employed, he said, you will see yourself in three years. And I didn't know this word. I did not know it. My wife only got it this week because she was looking at Prophet's old sermons. And she sent me a video and she says, look at this. I was here in Krugersdorp where Prophet was prophesying in Centurion. When Prophet speaks, and you don't take the word, I'll take it. And, and he prophesied, he was using the example of how you go through the desert and I went sometimes he ignores people for months. And he used the story where I was not working for the church anymore. He says, in the next three years, you will see yourself higher than you ever thought. When do you think it's three years? In two days. The prophet, the prophet that you have in this house is not a neighbor of prophet. He doesn't just bubble forth. He's a forensic prophet that when he prophesies, it is on the date. Just as, this, as John has testified. So when you get a prophetic word, I know this online, we have a lot of keyboard ninjas and then some of you that come to just check the prophetic out. Don't worry, we claim all your souls for the kingdom of God. May the devil trick you to come here and get saved. And tonight the devil is in trouble because, because I did not come with my own anointing. I came with my own mantle, but I'm here with the mantle of my father. And you can ask that couple, I don't know where's the husband now. Somewhere the husband is. Oh, he's in the back. While I just walked past him, the same thing what, what happens with Prophet, which I've moved with him a lot, and I see what he does. I walked and then the anointing fell on me. And I looked and I said, babies. So I asked him, do you want more babies? The husband says, yes, the wife, no. I'm like, I see babies. So tonight, I just want to thank Prophet Leon and Prophetess Esther Lee. It is people that loves people. I can tell you I lived in the house. I heard all the accusations. I was in a room when people were making up false things against them. 
I can tell you they are sought out for people. The problem is many churches has pastors, but not many churches as fathers and mothers. A pastor cannot give you an identity. I'm sorry. It can be the best pastor on this planet. It is only a father that can bring identity. When I came to Prophet Leon, when I came to Prophet Leon 10, 11 years ago, I was a young man, I was on fire, I had the anointing, I had all these things, but I lacked character. I had to go through the process of dying to self over and over again. Just when you think you're making it, guess what? You start again at the front. For you to go high in the kingdom of God, you must go low. So if you want to go high in the kingdom of God, how long were you serving and parking? Raining or not raining? Winter or summer? Or were your shoes too expensive? I remember when Prophet Leon started encounter church, or encounter ministries, Pastor Martin and us, we went to hand out flyers at the robot for the events that Prophet had. It was humiliating. But check now, Prophet Leon is international known. Tonight we're going to see the kingdom of God manifest in the now. And those who are on, online and those who are going to watch this video afterwards, I want to encourage you in the kingdom of God, there is no matter, there's no space and there's no time. So if you want to receive your healing or you want to receive your deliverance tonight, or while we preach, like Pastor Martin says, seal the revelation with a seat. And it's not about the money. Can I tell you something? How many of you know that God is after your heart? But the same Bible that every one of us reads says that where your treasures is, is where your heart is at. So God is not actually after your money. That's just the way that He can see your heart is really with Him. It's like Prophet Leon always says, show me your bank account and I can show you where's your heart. But if you're online, even if you watch this video 10 years from today, the anointing can still be on this video and it is still on this video. If you have a faith like a child, God can heal you wherever you are. You can be in Pakistan, America, anywhere in the world. God is omnipresent. It's not like me and Pastor Martin where we had to lay hands on you or we have to have a mic or speakers. No. One moment He can be here and the next moment He can be like Philip in a different city. That is the God that we serve. He's not someone that you can figure out. It is impossible. Like Prophet says, if it's a miracle, it's not. If it's a miracle and you can explain it, it is not a miracle. I want us to go to Matthew 12. I'm not going to be long. How many of you are hungry to receive deliverance? For too long, Matthew 12 verse 24. For too long, the devil has kept God's people captive. It is time that God's people get set free. I don't know about you, but I hate the devil. How many of you hate the devil here? Amen. Sometimes when we do deliverance, I like to make jokes with the devil because he's a minion and he's not as wise as he thinks he is. And he will come up and they say, I hate you. I said, at least we have something in common now. We hate each other. Don't let the devil become your friend. It's like on some of our social media, they will say, I love Satan. Satan hates you. He comes to kill, to steal, and destroy your life. That is his only purpose for your life. Nothing else. Now when the Pharisees heard 
eat, they said. This fellow does not cast out demons except by the Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Next verse. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to dissolution. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. Now when his kingdom, how then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judge. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God is upon you. Just stay there for now. We as Christians, we watch too much YouTube. We watch too much Facebook and what the world is telling us. We have around a thousand people on all the social platforms. And I know Counter Cape Town, they are in the e-groups watching tonight, celebrating what God is busy doing in this house. But the Bible says, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, so tonight you're going to see it. We have seen it the last few months, every Sunday almost. In e-groups, you saw the demons manifest. Surely the kingdom of God came upon you. How many of you know that the religious people and us as well, most Christians pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Yet when his kingdom come, they call it Kundalini. Or they call it an occult. Religious will, religion and tradition will blind you to the power of God. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of the Spirit of God. Imagine. The Bible says, when demons are cast out, the kingdom of God is there. So we thank them for all their prayers because they're giving us power without knowing. Galatians 3 verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly betrayed among you as crucified? The word bewitch speak of, speak of speaking ill of something or to slander something. O Christians of today, who has bewitched you that you call what is holy unholy and calling what is holy unholy? Who has bewitched you? Who lied to you to say the power of God is an occult or kundalini? Who has bewitched you? When someone says they are an alcoholic or they say they are a women abuser or they homosexual or whatever they may be. It is fine. Don't judge them. Yet when a man of God demonstrates the power of God, we are quick to judge. And then those same people will say, but only God can judge. I want to tell you, I would rather let man judge me than God. Because there's nothing you can hide from God. And when God gives you judgment, guess what? It is final. But we as Christians, say I am here to manifest 
the presence of God. Like I said to Pastor Martin before we start, I was nine months in my mother's womb just to manifest and demonstrate the kingdom of God. But it will take a king and a priest to do this. It will take a Christian that understands that they're no longer a slave. It will take a Christian that understands that they are good enough. Not by their own strength, but by Jesus Christ. You are holy. You are righteous because of Him and what He did on the cross. But yet the devil will tell us that we're not good enough. When I was in school, the teachers told me to, to say my speech or read in front of the children. I said to my teachers, give me zero. And then they would say, but you can come on poser. I said, give me zero. Didn't you understand the first time? That is how much rejection and insecurity I had in myself. But say a father brings identity. We need to understand who we are in Christ. We are made in His image and His likeness. So tonight, while we're going to do deliverance on you, I want you to be in this atmosphere, to be hungry, that God will give you faith like a child, that you will go out and do what you see happening here in church, that you will go out and reach the lost people wherever you go. We must have this mindset because a lot of people have this thing. How can a Christian have a demon? And I myself was indoctrinated with that thought many years ago from a big church in South Africa. In the beginning I believed because I saw demons manifested in Christians, yet they changed my mind because they bewitched me. They blinded me from the truth, but luckily Prophet Leon opened my eyes again. So if you give your life to Jesus Christ, your spirit man cannot have a demon. Yet you have a soul. And that is why we must surrender everything to God. Our emotions, our thoughts, everything. Everything even that we do in our rooms alone. Every word that we speak, we need to surrender it by the blood of Jesus Christ. But we need to have this law enforcement mentality. That when you see injustice, when you see someone is in poverty, when you see someone is in depression, when you see someone is a diabetic or someone has fear and anxiety, or someone is just possessed, you must have this mentality that I come from a different kingdom. I come to enforce the kingdom of my Father. Like one man of God says, think like a lawyer and act like a judge. We don't negotiate with the devil. We don't counsel it. We do not give it hugs. We kick it out. Matthew 11 verse 12 says, And from the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. How many of you can say that you have suffered from the day that you were born? I suffered. How many of you can say that you struggled with things of the flesh? You were struggling. I love what Prophet Leon last night said that God is, Jesus is next to the Father. It is time that you take it by force. The Bible goes on and says, and the violent take it by force. 
not negotiating. If I say you go out, devil, you go out. It is time that parents lay hands on their children again and they cast out demons. That they don't go and be afraid. That when your child, in my house I do a lot of deliverance and you see heavy stuff. My small daughter just want to come stand near me. Obviously my wife holds her because I don't want her there because we have some alive ones they buzz. Cape Town has a lot of demons. But we're busy giving them an eviction notice. And tonight we're giving every demon in God's people an eviction notice to leave God's people. But you cannot ask the devil to leave. You command him to leave. It is time that when our children are in the rooms and there's a demon or there's a spook or a dragon or whatever thing, that our children will not be afraid, but they look at that devil and say, Devil, I bind you in Jesus' name and I command you to leave now. But the only way, the only way a child can do that, children don't do what you say, they do what you do. You have to manifest it, your children need to see it. Someone asked me today, Is it, don't you think it's wrong to put this deliverance on Facebook and everywhere because it's scary? Don't talk nonsense. All of you watch scary movies. We're just showing you the truth. We are there to take territory. We're not there to play games. Say, I will take territory for the kingdom of God. I want us to go to Joshua 1 verse 3. And I'm going to try to be faster. So I'm not going to wait for every scripture. You can just... Listen what I say. Every place that the, that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you as I said to Moses. And if you go read on with that scripture, it's the same chapter in the Bible where the Bible will say, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Because when you move, wherever you move, you must understand that you are in partnership with the Holy Spirit. It is not you doing it. You are just a vessel. So where you put your feet, it's like the Holy Spirit is there. And as soon as the Holy Spirit manifests, demons have to go. It is when Jesus will come into a synagogue, demons that's there for many years, as soon as His presence is manifested, demons manifest and they go. So wherever you go, and we see it in our church already, and we're going to see it here, I believe there's miracles here as well, doing the same thing. Where some of our members will walk in a mall, buying shopping, they're business people, they're not called to ministry, they're business people. They will send videos where they, cast out demons and people manifesting in the streets because where they put their feet the Holy Spirit is with them and there's a different kingdom that is taking back the territory from the devil we all know there's one scripture prophet Leon loves it and he taught me the scripture Daniel 11 verse 32 those who do wickedly against the covenant he shall corrupt with flattery but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. My question tonight is, how many of you know God? How many of you know Him? Not to know about Him. I'm the only person that can know my wife. You all know about her. So there's two ways that you can know God. Or that you can know that you know God. Number one is, 
if you spend intimate time with God in your closet, not in your car or what that intimate separated time for God. There's a place we go into your room, into your secret and hiding place. And you go from praise, you go into worship. You go into the intercourse. It is there where you go to a place, you say, where the Bible speaks of, be still and know that I am God. It is a place where you don't go with all your prayer list. It is a place where you wait for God to speak to you. Because if I ask you now, when last have you heard God's voice? It will be very bad for your reputation. And it's not to condemn you. This church has a gift for a holy hunger. And that's my heart's desire that you'll be holy hunger for more of God. That you would not want to be part of this world or the status quo where the world tries to infiltrate your minds and the minds of your children. But that you'll be the one that will stand out for His kingdom and for His glory. Imagine, Jesus died for this reason. So the one reason how you know that you know God is through spending time with Him. Being in His secret place. And the second point is the one that most Christians fail in. I want us to go to 1 John 4 verse 7. What I love about God is, is when you mess up or you do something wrong, just go to Him. Be like David. Repent quickly. So when you feel something tonight that you have done, I don't want you to sit here and feel to, you are condemned or you're not good enough. The Bible says all of us are sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But when you feel that this thing was for me, say, Jesus, I give it to you. I'm sorry. I repent of this. Remove this from me. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God. And? So you get many Christians that spend time with God, but they do not love. Why are Christians so bitter? Why is Christians so prideful? Why does Christians always think they're better than us? That is what the world say. Go to the next verse. He who does not love does not know God. So God is saying it twice. He who have ears, let him hear. For God is love. Love is the power source. Where we get the power, like Prophet Leon will say, the compassion or splankna, a bowel movement. It is a compassion that when you see someone on the streets with a sickness, that you'll feel the same about them as you would feel if it's your own child. Because sometimes, let's say we have a service that's just healing, and you don't need a healing in your body. A lot of people said, oh, yes, I, I, I should have gone played golf today. You do not love. Because if you, if you loved, you would sit there and say, Jesus, I please pray everyone that's in this building to be healed. Father, glorify your son. Love is where you get your power from to heal the sick and deliver, not just knowledge. The Bible without the Holy Spirit brings death. And when you spend time with the Holy Spirit that brings life through the Word, you will start having the character of Christ. Then you will start loving people. One thing that I always said since I was saved, 
every time before I go to the streets. Because we as people, we are evil. And I will always remind myself before I go to Jesus, Father, today let me not judge people, but let me see people the way you see them. Because sometimes we're so quick to just go and do deliverance or healing to look good. It is not about looking good. It is about all these people changed. Can these people say that encounter of God? I always make this joke in my church. I say, I like making jokes when I preach. It just comes by itself. And I always say to them, the devil is defeated and the devil is disarmed. So we mean our enemy doesn't even have arms and legs, yet we are still afraid of him. You'll catch that when you get it home. But one thing that I really love about this deliverance that we've seen the last two months it shows that there's a battle for your soul. It shows that there's a kingdom of God and there's a kingdom of darkness. And one thing that really stood out for me through this whole deliverance thing is to see that everything that's written in that Bible is the truth. One thing I can say is, if you see demons, you understand that God is all-powerful and that the devil has no legal right. The Bible says, and we all sing the song. I think we sang the song last night. And his train of his rope filled this temple. What it speaks about is when, this is not part of my message, I'm not on my message at all, but anyway. That when you go to another kingdom and you overthrow that kingdom, for you, let's say I'm the king going to another kingdom and I overthrow them. What I do is we cut his rope off and we stitch it to my throne. And that is why God can say that His robe filled the temple because every kingdom of darkness, He has overpowered. It's like someone last week said to us, my father always says, only fishes with open mouth get caught. And I said to this, this person said, I think he's a Muslim, he says, isn't your God dead? I says, yes, he was dead. But then he got tired of it and raised himself from the dead. It took him three days, not even actually, to destroy all the kingdom of, the, of hell. All the kingdom, all this poverty, all this racism, all this addictions, all this perversion that is haunting you, all this mind and confusion. It took him one act and it was all defeated sometimes when people say they're satanists and do sacrifices i said do you think i care about your sacrifices you're just wasting your time because there was a pure sacrifice even if you sacrifice a baby that is just born they're born in sin jesus christ was without blemish without sin there is no sacrifice that the enemy can do that will give him more power than you. Nothing. Because all authority and dominion was given to you sitting in this place. Yes, God used us as pastors. A lot of people believe if they go and evangelize, they are evangelists. It's not true. 
Because these signs will follow those who believe. Every Christian must demonstrate the kingdom of God wherever they go. The fivefold, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, evangelists. I missed someone. Evangelists. Teachers. I missed the teacher. Sorry. I'm not going to teach tonight because I want to be fast. <laughs> Good cover up there. <laughs> but their job is actually not to go out and do it. Many people called me an evangelist in the past because I loved evangelizing. No, I did it because I love people and I love Jesus and I hate the devil. The work of a minister is to equip the saints to go and do the work of the ministry. So not everyone that prophesies is a prophet. I can prophesy, but I'm not a prophet. I'm a son of a prophet. I can work in that mantle and some services when I want to. My team knows. They will see there's a cloth in my pocket. It is a day when I was ordained. And I will prophesy. People say, they felt that prophet Leon was here. That I will stand in my mouth and just move. I'm like, what? I just said. And people cry. They were like, go crazy. And I'm like, what happened? But most people will not function like that because it's me, myself, and I. It is I, the great I am. There's only one great I am, and that is Jesus Christ. I said so many things that was not here. It is for free. Maybe Pastor Martin can take another offering up for that. I'm just joking. Not joking. But I just want to go into some subjects tonight. Just three or two subjects. Areas where we as people struggle in. And where the city of Krugersdorp is struggling in. And the reason why I'm giving the scriptures and doing what I'm going to do is I'm provoking every demon in you. Every demon that hears my voice, that they must know their eviction is now. I love provoking the devil to come out. We have one lady that manifested in our church and the devil says, every week I have to listen to you. When are you going to stop praying for it? And listen to this. We have it on video anyway. And the demon says, why don't you just kick out of your church? So your demons can hear, even if you can hear me, they can hear me. So sometimes when I speak to you and it sounds like I'm not friendly, relax, I'm not speaking to you. Or when it looks like I pray aggressively to you, I'm not speaking to you. I love you, but I hate the devil in you. Like 1 Corinthians says, my, and my speech and my preaching were not persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of the power. We have too many Christians that speak about the kingdom of God, but they don't manifest it. It is time that you manifest it. How many of you would be happy if your boss tells you this year you're going to get a 13 check and you don't see it? Next year again, 13 check. The whole year you work your butt off for nothing. The next year again. And that is what a lot of ministers are doing. They're giving you the carrot, carrot in front of your nose. God is going to come around the corner. Just have to be faithful. I know and I stand there sometimes that we're going through trials and tribulations and we need to be faithful, understand that. I know, understand that God has the perfect timing for everything. But I also understand that God does not live in time. Last night when Prophet Leon was speaking about Job, I thought, I feel like Job. <laughs> I made a prayer that I prayed, I will never pray again. Remove everything but your presence. And He literally moved everything but His presence. So the first point or first demon that I want to provoke tonight is the spirit of fear. Because fear comes 
to hinder your destiny and the plan that God has for you. That is what fear does. It is just there to make you feel that you cannot do it. And this spirit came to my bed last night and tried to do some small, small, then he didn't know, I know my word. And I laughed at him. Whenever the devil, whenever the devil sends you one spirit, I love how my God is, that he will send you three others. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So the enemy sends one spirit. And God said, listen, I'm not here to play with you, devil. I will send enough that you can be destroyed, that you will have nothing on my people. God is not in the business of playing games with the devil. It is time that you and I don't play with the devil and we mean business with God. So the first thing is love. And I want to read Romans 8 verse 31. How do you know you love someone if you spend time with them? Spending time with someone, you'll become secure that they will be with you no matter what you're going through. No matter what trial and tribulation you're going through in life. If you love God and you spend time with Him, you will know they will never leave you nor forsake you. That even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for if He is for me, who can be against me? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Next verse. I want to show you the love of God for you. Because we all know John 3 verse 60. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So love is giving. The character of love is always giving. And that is why if you can't give to God in the church, or you can't give to someone something, it means you do not love them. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. He, how shall he not with himself also freely give us all things? So God did a sacrifice. He gave his son for you and I. That is how much he loves us. So when the enemy comes and say you're not good enough, it is at that moment that you must stand on the love of God and the knowledge of God saying, but He sent His Son. When rejection tells you not good enough or fear tells you're going to fail, my God loves me. And my God says, I know the plans I have for you to prosper. But these scriptures must become real to you. And the only way it becomes real to you is if you spend time with God. The second thing is the spirit of power. And I, met, I used this one last night. So when the demon of fear and anxiety tried to come on me, I said to him, listen, foul devil, I'm sleeping. Leave me now. Because I have he that's in me is stronger than he that's in the world. Not by might, nor by power, but by his spirit. The third spirit that God sends you is a sound mind. A sound mind will give you peace and peace will remove fear. I wonder if I must say this. Let me just, let me first go to something else. Let's see. This is Krugersdorf, I can speak. 
Philippians, let me just see it. Philippians 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your mind. Because when fear comes, where does it go? To your heart and to your mind. Sometimes it will feel like you're getting a heart attack because of fear. What do you do at that moment? You have knowledge and say, listen. The Bible says, if I knock, you will open. If I ask, you will give me. That you have knowledge that God is there to listen to you. And that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. He's not on holiday. He's interceding for you and saying, run the race. You're going to do great. Run the race. That is what he's doing. But we need to have knowledge of who are with us. For they that are with us is much more than those who are against us. Because the things that you do not understand will cause you to fear. How many of you went to a new country that you don't know? And when you go to that country, you have fear. Because you do not know. You don't have knowledge of that country. A lot of young people, before they get married, they get fear suddenly. Because it's the unknown. They don't have knowledge of how it's going to be. Some people say it's good. Some people say it's bad. Knowledge will give you the power to overcome fear. So when you have fear in the kingdom of God, it is like a child getting a report that if you say you have fear, it says you do not have knowledge. In the spiritual realm, it's a report you're receiving. That in the kingdom of God, yes, you're a believer, but you're failing the test because you do not have knowledge. Your report is negative. So tonight I want to go to three types of fear that the enemy brings. Number one is fear from past failures. And every one of you, I believe, can say that you have past failures. Proverbs 24 verse 16 says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. We have many Christians that still fallen, that has not stand up yet. Because they think, why do I need to stand up? I'm anyway going to fail. It is time that we forget the things of yesterday. That when the enemy tells you of your failures of yesterday, that you look that foul thing in the eyes, you say, listen, listen, Linda. You tell him. You say, Linda, do you want me to remind you of your future? Why are we busy reminding people us from each other? You can remind me of my past. But you want me to remind you of your future. It doesn't look bright, except if fire is bright for you. The second type of fear that comes is because of your ignorance. Fear that comes because of ignorance. Do not be ignorant of the devices. Do not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. When fear comes, you will have to call on the faith and the knowledge that you already obtained. You cannot say when a mountain of a storm or attack comes to your life, you say, listen, let me quickly read the scripture. Let me Google quickly a scripture to help this. No, when fear comes, you attack it by the knowledge you have already obtained. Don't wait for the war to come. Be ready for when the war comes that you can say, listen, devil, 
You have nothing in me. The antidote for fear is knowledge and faith. And you only get knowledge, you only get faith through knowledge. And going out and testing God's word. God is definitely not a man who should lie. Proverbs 4 verse 7 says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. It is time that we study the word of God. That when the enemy comes, we'll have keys. We have weapons to destroy him. Confidence comes through the faith and knowledge that you have in God's word. When a demon come and attack you, what do you do? Let's say a demon comes to you tonight, what will you do? Will you freak out? Or let's say someone curses you, will you curse them back? For me, myself, I would just say, bless you. Because I understand that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I understand, the quicker I forgive, the quicker another scripture can come to fulfillment. Where the Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So be quick to repent. Because as long as you keep your unforgiveness inside of you, guess what? God is not allowed to do anything on your part. You can pray, Jesus, do this, do that. You are stopping Him to break through because of your unforgiveness. It is time that you forgive. Forgive those who have abused you. I know it's a sensitive topic. A lot of people go to physical, sexual, and verbal abuses in their lives. From friends, someone they trust, from family members. But I want to encourage you tonight. Give it to Jesus. Surrender to Him and say, Jesus, help my faith to forgive this person. I will say it and confess it with my mouth, but I pray that you help me and I will say it out of my heart. And you'll see the freedom of God that will come upon your life. Are you ready to be free tonight? Yeah. You and I have everything we need to have a victorious life. Everything. We don't need to have, get self-help books or get rich scheme books. We have a book that has given us all the victories in every area that we need. And tonight you will see what will happen with the spirit of poverty. You will see your testimonies tonight. So the third. Amen. Give Jesus the glory. So the third type of fear comes from the opinions from others. How amazing it is. Sometimes when I get people at church, they are so on fire. They would want to leave the house. They would leave their job. They just want to serve God. And they will go speak to one negative person. Or they want to start the journey that God has given them. They want to start their business. They want to go and study. They want to go and do something great with their life. Because God has given you an injection of His life. And now you want to go and live according to His purpose and plan for your life. And you speak to the wrong person. And they share their opinions. Do you really think you can do it? Didn't your mom and dad also try the same thing and they failed? You will not be part of our friends group anymore. Because my friends group, we want to be, have balance. So that's a swear word in my word. Balance. If I hear that word, I feel like Jesus, I want to vomit. Because the Bible says, be hot or be cold. Do not be lukewarm. Do not fear the opinions what other people say. That when you wake up with joy and you pray in tongues, or when you want to worship in your house, or when your friends come for a bride, and you say, but listen, can we, can we finish now? Because I, I feel the tucking of my heart. God wants 
to spend time with me. That you do not fear the opinions of people. It is time that we let the Word of God and the Word of ministers and good Christians speak louder than the voice of the opinions of our enemies. It is time that we listen to those voices. That every voice of opinion, every fool has an opinion. They can keep it for themselves. Everyone has an opinion. Go check on TikTok. They're still on their parents' Wi-Fi, but they have an opinion. But if you cannot conquer the fear of the opinions of other people, stand out, you will just be normal. Because the moment that you stand out, criticism will come from everything. If you cannot take the criticism from your peers, you will never be successful. Let's rise above the opinions of people and get our identity in God. Let no man's opinion make you or break you, but let the Word of God make you. You can only fear God or you can fear man. You cannot fear both. Because the moment that you fear God, you fear nothing. You fear no one. You don't even fear death. You want to die because you want to see Him. Say tonight, I will be rich. Another swear word in some churches. I will be prosperous. I will lack no good thing. So, as you know, we're going to deal quickly with one of the spirits and strongmans in Krugersdorp. Luckily, I'm not standing here with my own mantle, so I can say this. I'm speaking out of a mantle of my father that has power. And when one will smite a thousand, two will do ten thousand. How many of we here tonight? We can destroy millions and bring life and restoration to millions of people. But I want to speak about quickly about poverty, lack and delay. Because that is something that I can say, even if you are rich, you have encountered this in your life. Every one of us, and in Krugersdorp, I'm speaking to the atmosphere as well, not just to the people and those who are watching us on live stream. Tonight is the night of your breakthrough. If God, God is not a respecter of man, if He can do it for one person, He can do it for someone else. But, say but. You don't like buts. But anyway, so we prayed for someone last week, Thursday. That's in our church. A businessman, his finances is not doing as well as he wants to. He barely has enough to look after him and his wife. Barely. Like, Vitalia Masi, he showed me his account. It's a week, if that much. He has staff, he has a business he has to run. It's the end of the month now, this week. Last week, Thursday, he had no money. None. He came for deliverance for this spirit. The spirit of poverty, lack and delay. The next morning, I can show you a message. While we were sitting here, he sent me another message of another testimony. After one deliverance night, where he came humble, because he's not someone that shares his personal stuff to anyone. He came and said, listen, I need breakthrough now. I remember some nights you sat at my house until 12 o'clock after prayer. I'm like, what are you still doing here? He says, can you just pray for me? And I just said, no. I rejected him to see if he's really hungry. 
And there was one day, last week I said to him, come to my house. First day after prayer, I'll pray for you. 12 hours later, after we prayed for him, the income that he received blow his mind. With, on, on Friday last week, this Friday, last Friday, he received free contracts that is more than six figures. Friday, Monday, no, Monday. Monday, he received another one, five figures. Now, tonight, another five figures. This man is on his way to seven figures. He's more than halfway to seven figures. Why? And I want to give you a key. This man, I know because I work with the finances of Cape Town with other people. This man tithes. The man gives. Yet, there was something holding his finances back. So tonight, I'm going to share stuff that you won't like. And if there's ministers watching here, you don't have to preach in your church, I understand. My, my church, you can ask the people in my church, I preach these things to them. And that is why Cape Town will be rich one day. Everyone. I make a joke of my people, I say, why must we be begging for bread if we, our God is a king of kings? If He owns everything, the gold, the silver, the cattle, and a thousand yields, why must we be poor? I say one day I want to leave a legacy for my children that let's say Marco is confused. Let's say Martin, Pastor Martin sent him to a street to go pick up something in a shop. That Pastor Martin was saying, or Pastor, oh, Pastor, where Marco would say, listen, I'm lost. Where is this place? That Pastor Martin said, you see that Buerta Tower, that big building. If you go there, two streets to your left, that is where the shop is. But we have this mindset in our mind that we must be beggars. Let's just stay humble. That's false humility. For you, if you want to be poor, you can be poor. I don't want to be poor. Because God died that I can be rich. And I'll give you scriptures now. Because many of your religion are going crazy and your demons are spinning. So the number one key that stops you from receiving financial breakthrough and to kill the spirit of delay is gambling. Silver Star is out. But luckily we said tonight we're going to repent. Is it not true? The second thing, and we're going to go into the scriptures now. I'm just giving you the points. The second thing is robbing God of His tithes and His offering. That is the second key that will make you to live under poverty, under the curse of lack and delay. The second thing is, and this is the one that no pastors want to preach, is you are offended to a brother. If you are offended with another Christian, you can tithe, you can give, you will not receive. The heavens are closed. And I'll give you scripture just now. I'm just giving you the points. The second one is if you speak against ministers. People that lay their lives, if you speak against Prophet Leon, Pastor Martin, Pastor Allen, if you speak against any minister, if they're anointed or not anointed, you put a curse of poverty on yourself. And the last thing is if you speak against people that has money, if they're saved or not saved, if you speak and judge what they have, because that's actually in your heart what you want. You will not be able to receive it, even if you tithe and you give. I know it's a bit contrary to what people usually preach, but I'll give you scriptures now. Philippians 4 verse 19 says, And my God, say my God, my God. 
shall supply all my needs according to in glory by Jesus Christ. It says by His riches and glory, not by your talents, not by your abilities. We have to ask John, did you have the ability to start this business? No, that's why God just gave him a business that's already there. His riches and His glory. So sometimes when you go through a difficult time, you must have faith like a child. Go to your father. Father, I know you, you own the cattle in a thousand years. Can you please sell off some of your cattle and give me the money? The scriptures is living. You just need to know how to get it to yourself. God is our provider. Not your boss, not your business, not your contracts. God is your provider. Job 16, 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve Him, they suspend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. What is the consequences? What is the things that you have to do to be able to be prosperous? How many of you want to be prosperous? It is to obey. It is to serve. I always like to say in my church when I read the scriptures, I say, you want financial breakthrough. You want something that is good. But I want to ask you, where do you serve in the church? Where do you serve God? Because when you serve in the church, you're not serving properly on. Yes, you do it in a matter, but you're doing it for God. Just as we as ministers, we are serving you, not for you, please. Crowds are fickle. People come and they go. We do this because we serve God. And then we get people that will speak against men of God that are prosperous. You have a devil. Because they are obeying God and they are serving Him. So the Word says they must be prosperous. So why do you want them to lack? Do you want God to lie? We all, and I know for where I come from now, I come from here, but I come from there now. I say I'm a Coptanian because my wife grew up there and we are one, so I also come from there. But we all have this thing, we have preachers that preach to the soul, they hype the emotions. You'll be blessed going in, you'll be blessed going out. You're the head and you're not the tail. That they tell you that it comes by obedience. That if you're not obedient, that is not for you. That head and tail and being blessed in and out is a result of your obedience to God's will. Or else if you're not obedient, Go read Deuteronomy 28, the whole one. The curses is hanging in the air. But you can decide, are you going to pick them or are you going to kick them away? Through your obedience and your disobedience. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 19. And I know you guys have Pastor Chris here. He is amazing with taking up offerings. I'm not taking offering here. I'm dealing with the Spirit. Because what people do not understand... When we deal with poverty, we're not just dealing with poverty. When we're dealing with lack and delay, we're not just dealing with that. If you're a husband at home and suddenly there's no streams of income is closed, what comes on you? Fear, anxiety, depression, suicide, murder, sickness. So poverty 
why I'm so taking so much time on this? Because when I, we take this poverty and lack and delay out, you will receive deliverance from every other one of those spirits. A feast is made for laughter and wine makes merry, but money answers, yet you hate money. Okay, next verse. Do not curse, curse the king, even in your thoughts. Do not curse the, even in your bedroom, for a bird of the air may carry your voice. So for you speaking against kings and against people that are rich, that have what you want, the bird of the air can just maybe take your message and you'll receive the curse of poverty because you can never receive the things that you are judging. It is only when you celebrate something that you can receive that. Prophet Leon told you that Nabat, Rayon, you must be happy, a happy jealousy if someone receives something. Not a jealousy like, oh, Father, why didn't you do it for me? I'm serving longer. No, he said, Father, I tap into that man's anointing. I thank you for the breakthrough that you've given him. I want that breakthrough now. Matthew 5 verse 23. This is a scripture that most pastors take out with a black cookie. They don't want it in their Bibles because they want your money. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, so many of you brought your gifts tonight and God will keep it for you. It doesn't mean it's in heaven. And there remain that your brother has something against you. Many of us, we say, but we have nothing in our hearts. Someone has offended us, but we have nothing in our hearts. Does someone have something against you? Because they're just saying, if your brother has something against you, not you against them. So you're bringing a million rand to church. We thank you. But it doesn't mean you're going to receive anything. Yet. There's likely there's a good part of this. Leave your gift there by, before the altar. So leave your gift here, bring it here. We'll take good care of it for you. And go your way. First reconcile to your brother and then come to the offer your gift. First come to offer your gift. So if you have unforgiveness against other Christians and they have unforgiveness towards you, understand some people you can never win over but you can at least try to say, I'm sorry. Because for you just saying, I'm sorry, you did your part. You broke the curse of poverty, lack and delay. For you just to say sorry, if they accept it or not, if you mean it, mean it in sincerity, the curse of poverty has no power over you. And it's at that moment that God opens the store windows of heaven. And that is when you will pour out such a blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. Because many Christians, and this is what happened with this this person that was with us last week, he spoke stuff he was not supposed to speak. And it was some generational things as well. So many of us, we have curses that comes for generations of poverty. And we're going to deal with that also tonight. But the moment that you ask forgiveness, every offering, every tithe that you have ever given, suddenly hits heaven and God says, wow, what is this? Because he doesn't see the small, small. He sees the amount. And it's like, what just happened? Because now, there's treasure in heaven. It's like, what just happened? Go and make right. Bring your offering, but make right. 
I'm almost done. I'm taking too long. Malachi 3 verse 8, we all know this. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In your tithes and your offering. You are cursed with a curse, the Bible says. Now return to me. I'm just going to paraphrase. Now return to me. In what way shall we return? In your tithes and your offerings. Many people turn to God with their mouths, never with their money. Because they love mammon more than they love God. You must choose. Do you love mammon or do you love God? Bring all your tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this. We know the scripture. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruits of your ground, nor so the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, because they will see the towers that you own. They will see your farms. They will see your businesses. They will borrow money from you, and not you borrow from them. And I want to give you a scripture that most Christians will say is not how it's intended, but it's exactly how it's supposed to be intended. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, I'm almost done. Are you ready to receive your deliverance? Yes. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through He was, though He was rich, yet for your sake He became poor. That you through His poverty might become why do we hate rich then the word rich here i'm not good with greek pluteo i think it's pluteo is the greek word the meaning of this is to be rich have abundance of outward possessions so many people say this is rich because you can get joy yes you can get joy but this that word rich there means that you can prosper outwardly it is time that God's people not just have what they need, but that God will give you the desires of your heart. For you to just survive is no one's desire. That is the desire of the enemy. So the next one I want to go into is witchcraft. Say witchcraft. I will not touch witchcraft. Say it. From this night. How many of you, just by raising up, there's no condemnation. How many of your family were involved with witchcraft or you have ever been anything? Stars, horoscopes, anything? Okay. That's about 30% of you. After I've done this, 90 or 100% will go up. So you get two types of witchcraft. You get witchcraft that we all know. Satanism, voodoo, you know, reiki, we know all those nonsense. The spiritual thing, making pentagrams and all those things. That is one part of witchcraft. But the second part of witchcraft is something that we as Christians are doing a lot without knowing because we do not have knowledge. 1 Samuel 15 verse 23 says, For rebellion is as the sin of? Many of us, no, my son just has a strong personality. It's just a bad rebellion. No, my son, your son is a witch. And you give him the right to be a witch. I hope this is fun. I'm, pre I'm used to preaching at Cape Town, so I hope it's fine for Krugersdorf. <laughs> it's time that people hear the truth and not this watered-down gospel. Let the right be right and wrong be wrong. Let what's holy be holy and what's unholy be unholy. 
Don't make a mix of it. Have one stream and the Holy Spirit stream. And it goes on, and stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery. Stubbornness. I think most of us sitting here had stubbornness. Why is the service so long? You are stubborn. Why? Why I will not fall over? You are stubborn. You are busy with witchcraft, adultery. I will not serve. Why must I stay until past prophet Leon leaves? I will not do that. Stubbornness is like adultery. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, He also has rejected you from being kings. So it means you're not a king, so you cannot go and take territory from the enemy. So we need to cut these things. So what is witchcraft in the flesh? It is rebellion. It is stubbornness. It's intimidation. If you intimidate people, if you make people to fear you, I will make you and force you to do something you don't want to do. It's intimidation and manipulation. It is witchcraft. It is forcing someone to do something that's not their will, that they not feel comfortable to do. And then the last one is control. Always want to control everything. It is witchcraft. And one thing that we're going to deal with tonight and we're going to pray for also for here in Krugersdorp is this thing of racism. We're going to break this thing. If you're in a racist in this place, I want to tell you we love you, but we hate your sin. It is a sin in my eyes to be a racist because Jesus died for all creation. The Bible says when you give your life to Jesus that you are a new being. Many people say, oh, but Jesus wasn't white. Duh. I will still serve him if he was Chinese, if he was anyone. Because he's a spirit. The spirit doesn't have color. This one day, this color, this skin, your sand one day just will be a bit darker than other people, or lighter than other people. This body, the skin that you are judging people by, guess what? It is sand and it will go back into sand. And you cannot know God if you do not love. Love your neighbor. So tonight, we're going to pray for that. So if that is one of the things that you are struggling with, we're going to pray for that and you're going to repent and see how God will heal your heart and take the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh again. That you will not have all this bitterness and anger in you. Because the battle is not against flesh and blood. It is not against this. It's against principalities and spirits. And rulers of darkness. Yet the devil will blind us because we look in the physical. We are spiritual beings. We need to look into the spiritual realm. When we look at someone, we must look in the spirit, not in our flesh. A lot of prophets, not Prophet Leon, because he is a forensic prophet. He's a sniper. He does not miss. If you've seen him hunt, that is how he prophesied. In the bullseye. But many ministers, they will look at someone. Oh, Nike, Versace, Gucci. The Lord says there's many, but... You're going to be a kingdom financier, yet everything is fake. Someone gave it to him actually. We judge people according to the flesh and not according to the spirit. We want to put this facades up that we are so, we've made it. Just throw your fake stuff away because you're actually sinning buying them because it's stolen. 
and against the law of the city and this nation. Sorry. It is the truth. That's why you will not see me wear anything fake. Because it is robbing someone of their business. You are stealing, yet you want God to bless you. Sorry, that was not part of a message. Pastor Martin did read my notes. It's not part of a message. Half of the stuff is not part of it. But tonight we're going to deal not just with your sins. We're going to deal with generational and bloodline curses. Because many times when we do deliverance, you will hear on Facebook or wherever you listen to deliverance, you will see they'll say, but we are 17 generations in your, or seven generations back, the family was a witchcraft or they were masonry. If you are in this place and you are Freemasonry, I will encourage you to repent. You don't need a brother group. You need Jesus. Who's your mother? Who's your father? Those that do the will of God. Do not make covenants with people that's unrighteous. Because the curses that I've seen that we cast out of people and the demons are from Freemasonry. It is sad. If I meet someone that is a Freemason, I always tell them, I love you, but you are selfish and you're destroying your family. For your quick gain, you're ruining all your generations until they meet a person that comes from encounter church. Because that is curses that needs to be broken. So if you are one of them tonight or one of them was online, we love you. And we're preaching this not to condemn you or to make you feel bad. Maybe you were in a tight spot and you had to go and do this because you felt that's the only way out. I want to tell you that Jesus is the way. So tonight, just repent and receive your deliverance. Say, I receive. I receive. Leviticus 26 verse 39 says, And those of you who are left shall waste away in their iniquities in, the, in your enemy's land, also in their father's iniquities. So you're not just receiving your iniquities. You're receiving the iniquities of your father, which are with them. They shall be wasted away. But if they confess their iniquities and the, iniqu and the iniquities of their father, and that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to confess our iniquities and the iniquities of our forefathers. With the unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me, and that they also have walked contrary to me, and that I also have walked contrary to them and have brought them into the land of the enemies. If the uncircumcised heart are humbled, to what we're going to do tonight is going to take you to be a humble. You're going to have to leave your pride. You're going to have to say, But God, I know I've made mistakes. The problem is what the devil does, he makes you to have pride and then you hide stuff. Because the devil understands when something is in the dark, he controls it. But as soon as you speak it into life and into the atmosphere that is open and in light, the devil cannot touch those words again because he cannot go into light. So tonight, I want to encourage you, leave your pride. A few weeks ago, a few months ago, I asked Prophet Leon to lay hands on me and to do deliverance on me to make sure that not one day a family curse or something comes up. The stuff I said there, you, both of you will backslide of my life before I met God. But you have to be transparent. Transparency is what, and humility is what make you set free. Take your God off. I want to tell everyone in this building and those who are alive, this is a safe night for you. It is a safe atmosphere for you. You don't have to have all your guards on tonight. Just let go and let God be. Then I will remind and accept the guilt. So you must accept that you are guilty. 
Then I will remind, remember my covenant with my Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. And I'll remember, I'll remember the land. So every promise that God has ever given of you, the moment that you come humble before Him and you accept your guilt and you ask forgiveness for your iniquities and those of your father, every word that was ever prophesied of you will come to fulfillment. You'll be able to walk in it. Are you with me? It is the will of God to heal you. It is the will of God to deliver you. Because many of you sitting here because of religion and tradition and you say, but is it God's will to heal me? If someone asks me if it's God's will to heal me or to deliver me, I ask them this question. Every month after you work for a month for your boss, you have paid the sacrifice, you've done the work. And you go to your boss, do you go to your boss and say, boss, this month, if it's your will, you can pay me. I'm asking you, because Jesus has paid the price that you can be free, that you can receive healing, that you can receive deliverance. Why do we ask the stupid questions if it is your will? Where is the faith in that? It, it reminds me of the devil that just asks questions. If you are the son of God, if this, if that, it is time that we say the word of God says this, by his stripes I am healed. You overcome the devil, how do you overcome him? By the blood of the lamb and by your testimony. I want to give you some homework tonight, that when you go home, get a book. You can go to the bookshop, I think I have books they're selling here. Get a nice encounter book that you can close and it's private. Write down, write down there everything that God has ever done for you. No matter how small it is. May it be that someone gave you 50 rand. May it be someone helped you with your studies or someone did something for you. Write every victory that God has done for you, how small it may be. Even if God healed you from a headache, then you can get bigger stuff. And everything from this day on, write the date. Say, 28 October. We're not in October, we're in September. 28 September. You see, we're in the kingdom of God. There's no time. But let's say you say, 28 September, I received my healing. I received my deliverance. And then when the enemy comes to you again, to tell you, let's say you got healed tonight. In the six months or a year down the line, the enemy comes and the doctor says, but listen, you have stage four cancer. You take your book. You grab your book like this, you say, Father, I thank you for your blood that gave me victory. I thank you for your son that died for me, that I may have life and life abundance. I thank you that through your stripes I am healed, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And then you take that book and you say, Devil, let me just remind you, this day God did this for me. That date, God did that for me. This date, God will do this for me. And you write down that date and you say, God, I thank you for the victory that I have through you. The problem is what we don't, I'm gonna give you a secret, what I used to do healings. Sometimes I force God, God's hand with, with wisdom. You can say it like that. I would say, Father, I pray. Sometimes when I feel the atmosphere is difficult because it's not always hallelujah atmospheres. Because you deal with principalities, you're breaking new ground, new territory. Then I'll say, Father, I pray today that you will glorify your son.
So when you go through a difficult time, when you go in the street and you go heal the sick, Father, glorify your Son today. Let your Son be glorified today. Let the devil know that your Son did not die in vain, but He died that I can have victory and that whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever I lose in heaven will be loosed on earth. This is the last verse and then we're going to go into renunciation. So I want you to get ready for your deliverance. Isaiah 54 verse 17. The weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment. What's written there? I can't see I'm just joking. You so condemn. The problem is many of us as Christians, when something comes to our life, maybe we have confusion or depression or fear or sickness or there's poverty or bad news, a bad report comes to us. We have this thing, Jesus, I pray that you'll do this. Jesus, I pray that you do that. Jesus, I pray that you do that. Don't you understand? Jesus' work on earth is finished. In Arabic, they say, Khalas, it's finished. It is finished. God, Jesus is sitting next to His Father, interceding from, for you. Do you think He's going to get off His chair for you? No, because He has given you the power in your mouth that you can condemn the devil, that you can cast out demon, that you can demonstrate the kingdom of God. He has given it to you. But we come with this mindset of slaves, not knowing who we are in God, not knowing that we're kings and priests, Please do this. Please do that. He has done it. When he was on the cross before he breathed his last breath, what did he say? It is finished. His work is finished. And that is why he sent his Holy Spirit in you to be partnership with you. That you can do the work and force the devil to leave God's people. To leave your circumstances. You have the power to enforce the devil. Don't wait for the devil to destroy your life. Don't wait to get another meeting with Pastor Martin or Pastor Nadine or whoever. You shall condemn, the Bible says. You shall condemn. And if there's something you can't do by yourself, go to a friend, the Bible says, and repent and pray for one another that you may be healed. But what do we do as Christians? Martin, just stand here. Pastor Martin, just stand here quickly. Now Pastor Martin came to me, he sinned, he backslide, not really, but I'm just giving an example. Actually, he should have used Mart Marco, but anyway. Now he comes to me and says, yes, buddy, I messed up. What are we in the world doing? Oh, don't worry, buddy, it's not that bad. God loves you. Is that what the Bible says? He says, confess your sins to one another and pray for him. Don't comfort his sin. Pray for him that he may be healed because your comfortability will, will keep him in sin, in sin and shame and guilt. For you just covering his sin, your friends' sin, your family's sin. The hair salons, thank you, the hair salons, they will know this gossip. People like to gossip at the hair salons. And I want to encourage you in this church and you gossip, it is not allowed in this church. We need to protect the flock. I know in Kruger's door, people run their mouths very quick. The Bible says, be slow to speak, quick to listen. 
Don't always want to give your opinion. Don't spread your news, your bad news everywhere. Gossip, gossip is so bad in the Bible that that's one of the reasons you can legally kick someone out of church. That is what God thinks about gossip. Yet we as people, we just want to gossip. Now he opened up to me and I go to another day and I feel insecure. I go to, to him and say, sit and listen. You don't know what happened with Pastor Martin. And I will share his things to them to make myself feel better. He's sitting with his guilt and his shame. And now I am becoming the mouthpiece of Satan because I'm accusing the brethren. So now you come to encounter church and then suddenly the spirit of Lucifer manifests in you because you became the mouthpiece of Satan. Are you ready for your deliverance?